Hey everybody, Adam Stott here. Thanks for checking out my podcast, Business Grow Secrets. You're absolutely in the right place. This podcast is going to reveal to you all of the secrets that you've been looking to discover that are going to allow you to cure your cash flow problems, attain more clients, bring in more leads for your business, and create systems and processes that give you the growth that you want. You are going to discover the business growth secrets you have been looking for that I've used to sell over £50 million worth of products and services on social media and help clients everywhere to grow their businesses on the mark. So let's get started on the Business Growth Secrets Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special episode of Business Growth Secrets. I'm here with Aliza Rager who is a massive brand owner, has done uh, does business with some of the biggest brands in the UK, has achieved some phenomenal things, and has had an amazing career. So I'm really, really excited to speak to you and to find out more about that and hear a little bit about your story. Uh, when we do these business growth secret interviews, what we like to do is really you know, get behind the business career and find out the different things that you've been done and the motivations. And I know that you know, from our previous conversation, you've taken things in a different direction in the business and, you know, you create some great growth. So I want to hear all about it. So do you want to maybe just introduce yourself and, you know, tell us a little bit about you and we'll oh, take from there. <laughs> how long have you got? My name is Eliza Rager. My mother founded the Janet Rager brand over 50 years ago in London. Um, her background was freelance lingerie designer and then she went from freelance working for various brands to making her own label, which grew very, very quickly in the sort of late 60s of London, 60s, 70s. So we're now 50 years or 50 something years on considered a British heritage brand. And, you know, in that 50 something years, lots has happened socially, economically, historically, certainly in the world of fashion and underneath the fashion, the, the underwear business, there's there's been tremendous changes and we have had to adapt with it. That is to say, I've had to adapt with it. My mother had to adapt with it. And one of the beautiful things about being a small business is that you have to be quite agile. You have to be quick on your feet and you have to see things that are coming and the changes and react accordingly. And you came into this business, so you, your mum started off. Why do you think that it was so successful at the beginning? Why did your mum moved out of being like a freelance designer to going and building this brand? What do you think your mum initially stumbled across for this business that really allowed it to go on at the beginning and become successful? Um, at the beginning, it was all very accidental. You know, there wasn't a big business plan. There wasn't a, we're going to do this, and in year three, we're going to do that. It just... It really was one of those sort of kitchen tables, except, except it wasn't a kitchen table. She had a cupboard that folded out and the designs were in there. And my father saw her designs and said to her, you shouldn't be doing this for other people. You should be doing this for yourself. Right. And in fact, I was just telling somebody last night, I remember as a very little girl, my father having a sample case with all you know, the, the lingerie samples in it in one hand. And I was about yay high and he you know, tapped me under his arm, you know, Samples in one hand, me in the other hand, yeah. and I plonked on the counter in various shops. And I remember plonked on the counter with a bag of sweets, told to sit there. He would show, you know, his, his collection, 
and the order was given there. You know, very, very different times to how business is conducted today. Mm-hmm. Completely different. You wouldn't take your kid with you to a, to a sales <laughs> meeting unless, you know, it was, you had absolutely nowhere to go with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the order started coming in because what my mother was doing at the time was very different. Nobody was doing what she was doing. Nobody was making beautiful matching sets in bright colours. And the rest of the lingerie industry were very sniffy, particularly in the UK. And they went, oh, English women will never buy it, or British women will never spend that kind of money. Nobody will spend that kind of money on lingerie. And of course they did, because people like beautiful things. And it became the thing to aspire to, whether it was your 21st birthday present, whether it was your wedding. I mean, I still now meet ladies and they go, oh, yes, of course I remember. It was my first set of laundry and it was a rite of passage almost. Mm. Awesome. And it's really good there. I mean, the things that you just said, one, that your your dad seemed to be really supportive because a lot of the time people don't have that, in, you know, that sort of kind of support and maybe that encouragement. And then it sounds like your mum, very creative, right? And very thinking outside of the box, which is really yeah, yeah. important. You know? He was the business side. She was the creative. And I sort of, I did grow up with the business. Yeah. I saw that, you know, from reading a bit about you and reading some of the press articles that you've done that very early you became involved in the business, right? So what age did you start getting involved in the business? And Oh, I was, I was probably stuffing mail outs again, you know, <laughs> mail shots i was probably stuffing envelope probably from the age of about seven or eight wow right <laughs> and did you love and, it you know, you, were you interested in it from then what, what well, was it like? you know, i've always been quite financially motivated so yes you know however much pennies i got per hundred i'm sure it was pennies yeah. uh, that was a motivation and then when i was a little bit older probably about 10 i would be gift wrapping so even to this day, I wrap a fantastic parcel. My gift wrapping is perfect. <laughs> That's a skill in itself. I'm the most horrendous gift wrapper you'll ever make. Uh, Believe me. Believe me. <laughs> and the thing is to use as little paper as possible. <laughs> right. That gives you a really neat finish. And, I, and one of my cousin's children, when he was very little, he could never remember my name. And he used to call me the lady that makes the nice presents. <laughs> nice. So you got into the gift wrapping side of it. And, and then what happened? You kind of moved on and, you know, started yeah, and from, business from gift wrapping. From gift wrapping, we then, or I then went to help my parents at trade shows because, again, I, I grew up speaking languages because we are, you know, I'm from a very European background, so English, French, German. So I would help at trade shows because I spoke languages. And by this time, I was probably about 14, 15, and it was in the school holidays. And also in the school holidays, I would help in the shop, sometimes, but mostly back of house. And when I left school, you know, I really was the office junior. I was, you know, getting the lunches and doing the post run and really the menial jobs. And I think when you need to learn a business, you it's a very solid grounding to start at the bottom. Definitely. There are very few jobs that I haven't done. Which gives you a very broad understanding of the business. And of course, being CEO today, it's good that you've, you've done every step. So did you know at this point when you're starting off, did you ever have, did you have those kind of ambitions for it or you just felt? I, do you know, I think as an 18 year old, especially when I was sort of 18, 20, we just didn't see that far into the horizon. Of course. The and world was a much more uncomplicated place then. 
<laughs> and so what kind of happened from there? You started moving on, you started working in different areas of the business. Yeah. Really... The only thing I the only thing I really can't do is I'm not very I'm not very good on a sewing machine. Well, that's fine, isn't it? Right. So you've done all those different bits and got into the business. When did you start feeling that, hey, you know what, I could make a difference and get involved with leading this business? Because you you've gone on and you create some great movement and growth within the company, took it in some different directions. Um, you know, again, it was very much happened rather than this is the date, this is going to happen. I worked very closely with my mother for many, many years. My mother, as you probably read, had uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer. And as she worked less and really became more unwell, it was just a natural progression. And I think as human beings, we are made that when we have to step into the position when we have to step up to the plate most of the time we do or many most of us do many yeah well so you took on that responsibility yeah and it it was a kind of sink or swim so you're doing that you know sink you know just do it make it happen and by that time we already had our licensing um our, our licensing business going and we were already very involved with the diffusion lines, which was a huge help and was already the beginning of the democratization of the brand. So at one point, you know, it was a very, very high-end brand where only um, you could only buy if you, you know, either saved your money or had a lot of money or were prepared to really treat yourself. It was a special purchase. Whereas with the licensing and the diffusion lines, they have become sort of what I call everyday treats, everyday luxuries. They're, they're things that most people can treat themselves to. Sorry, now sorry. more than ever, we need nice things in our lives. Now more than ever, it's about having a beautiful home, being comfortable in your home. We've all spent so much time in our homes. Certainly, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, so as you take it over, you, you're taking over the business now because, you know, sadly your mum's ill and you're taking things on you started to look at taking things in a different direction. I know we mentioned earlier that you've got now fragrances, for example, is a, as, as a line that you, you're going in, you're launching. A new it's fragrance. a home fragrance. Yeah, home fragrance as well. So you're, you're looking at different things. What, how did these things start coming to you and what kind of impact did they have on the business? Maybe having you know, your, your set of eyes on what you were doing. What impact? What things do you think that you did that really made a good difference to the business and the brand overall? Well, I think when we signed the licensing deal that we had with Debenhams for 20 years, that made a huge difference to the business because suddenly we were in 200 stores up and down the country and in all of their overseas stores. So that certainly took the brand to a very wide audience, the brand at a democratic level. So, you know, a bra for 25, 30 pounds where... It's something that was affordable to most people. And where that's, you know, that has sadly come to an end for the time being because, you know, Debenhams had their own problems and they've now set up again and they're up and running again. Um, We also put a reset button on and are working with a fantastic manufacturer and a fantastic company in Hong Kong and our new collection is launching later this year. We, we launched as a little capsule collection with them 
uh, last year called Janet Regarouge. It was sort of a just test the market, just kind of get the feel of each other, see how we all love each other. And we do. And it was all good. And that had a fantastic sell through that was in Next and, and Kaleidoscope catalogs. Um, and summer so there was a, a reasonably good distribution in the UK and a little bit in Europe and now we're sort of going on a much bigger scale launch date is somewhere in ju- early July so we're busy busy working on that at the moment awesome no it sounds really cool what were some of the biggest lessons that you learned throughout that process for you personally you know going from being somebody that started at the bottom works your way up to do to being ceo doing international deals what for you have been the the lessons that you've learned personally would you say how long have you got well that's that's what it's all about i want to try and deliver some of these lessons to you know i can't say in terms of priority which was the most important lesson but i think as they come into my head, and these are not necessarily in order of importance, I think it's very important to speak and to communicate when you have, for example, delivery issues or payment issues or whatever the issues are in that business, you need to speak to the people that you're working with. And have that you know, lines of communication. If you are waiting for a delivery to come in and you're sitting there and you're waiting for it and you're expecting it on the 15th of January and it's not going to be with you until the 30th. I need to tell you. And if I've told you, you're going to be much more amenable. So, you know, I've got a bit of a problem. There's this in the supply chain. It is coming. We're going to be two weeks delayed. Bear with us. Same with payments. You know, all too often when people can't pay, whether you're on the receiving end or on the paying end, the communication is so important. The other thing I've learned, you know, is is on that payment side where, you know, if you don't pay somebody's bill, you really piss them off because everybody (laughs) needs payment. Yeah, of course. But if you say to someone, I can't pay you the full, let's say, 10,000. I can't pay you the full 10,000 now, but let me send you three now and three next week and four the week after. People are always open to that. Or much more open to that than if you go. Being ignored ignored makes people crazy. It does not. It does not do well for good business. You know, I think a to do list. A to do list every morning is probably actually the most important thing I've learned. Mm. What do I have to do today? Pen and paper to do list. It's really old fashioned to do. Today I need to. This is who I need to speak to. This is who I need to email. These are the jobs I need to get done. And it's very satisfying when you can go tick, 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 job done, and go tomorrow. What do I need to do tomorrow? And then you take it forward. This didn't get done today. Okay, not the end of the world. Do it tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. And that taking it forward is very important. And and this organization (laughs) and knowing, always knowing what you're, not knowing what you're doing. Of course, most business people know what they're doing. To keep that communication, have that structure, and I think self-discipline. They're really important. So what's your it's, definition of self-discipline? How does that, How do you, because I, I agree, I think the discipline is massive, right? So how do you see that? Um, self-discipline, punctuality, getting jobs done, being where you're meant to be. You know, I was always taught, certainly by my mother, get to a meeting five minutes early. If you yeah. sit there and read the paper, you're not stressed. When you walk into a meeting and you're late and you're stressed, you go, oh, and you're full of apologies. 
pleasures. You're already yeah. on the back. You are massively, and it's so 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 true. You know, you let the day run away of you, can't you? You know, we all have things happen. You know, life happens, mm. and people get stuck in traffic, and and you know. Things do happen, but often where it's avoidable, it's just one less thing to stress about. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And business life is stressful. So if you can take a little bit of stress away by thinking, right, how long is my journey going to take me? It's going to take me so long. And I'll, I'll just give myself a bit, I'll give myself 10 minutes time in case the train doesn't arrive on time or in case this happens. If you give yourself time, those 10 minutes, you can always use, I call that filling in time. There's always an email to send. There's always, yeah. a, you can always find something to do in those 10 minutes. So they're yeah, not it's lost. It's for people. It is an important lesson. One of the things I like to do is whenever I've ever said I'm going to do something, I always like to follow through on what I say I'm going to do. You yeah. Know, I'm going to do it, I 100% do it. And I think that's a discipline that people really, you know, need to build in, don't they? Do you think that, you know, it's interesting you said that you learned that from your mum. You know, because I see it with a lot of people. A lot of people don't do that, and that can be a big failing for a lot of people, can't it? Do you think they can teach someone self-discipline? <laughs> I yes, think- I do. I, I think I think self-discipline is really hard. Mm. It's not something that you're necessarily born. You know, some of us are more talented at it than others, but it's like a muscle. You know, the more you practice it, great. You know, and there are so many tools today visualization you know what do I want to do what do I want to be and I also think bite-sized portions you know sometimes especially in business there are big problems and a friend once said to me you can't eat the elephant whole and so you know it's a really big problem you know we had lockdown we've had we've had some very big problems in our business world all of us our personal world to deal with it's been a very difficult two years but if you sort of think, oh, my God, oh, my God, and you start panicking, I think, no, you have to sit down and, and take it in small bite-sized chunks. Let me deal with this today. Absolutely. What's, what's happening today? Tomorrow, because life also changes. And some of the things that, you know, we stress about, you know, I, I remember stressing about, oh, I'm not going to get paid by Debenhams and they're going to go broke. And this, gonna, They did go broke and I didn't get paid. And you know what? I'm still here. <laughs> right yeah absolutely and that must have been really tough you know especially after you've had such a long relationship right that must have been really really yeah, tough. but again it's a question of perspective we had a 20-year relationship really? and in that 20 years oh. i always got paid yeah, the yeah. relationship was always wonderful i worked with some fantastic people who i have great relationships with still today i learned a huge amount from them what you just said is very a very self-aware, intelligent way of looking at that situation. And a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of people don't look at it like that. I got paid, mm. you know, for 20 years or, you know, without fail. And the last time or the last few times I didn't. And you sometimes have to take it on the chin. 100%. And yeah. That's, I think that was a very self-aware, intelligent way of looking at it. Because a lot of people won't. They want to, there's that blame culture. I want to blame, but forgetting that's the person that actually for 20 years, you know, was a, a big part of what you do and a big part of the brand, isn't it? And I think it's the intelligent way to handle something like you that. You know, one of the things that I also learned quite early on, and I had a lovely, lovely window dresser once, 
And he, he said to me, and I took this on board and I never forgot it, be careful of the toes you tread on today for they are attached to the legs that will kick you in the bum tomorrow. <laughs> nice. In business, it never does really to fall out. Sometimes we want to tell people what we think of them and we want to give them a piece of our mind. But sometimes it's very worthwhile to write it, say it to the wall, but don't say it to them. Get it out, but it doesn't always have it doesn't always help. No, that's true. Not every because the business, these people come around again and again. Absolutely. They're in the next uh, deal, aren't they? You know, with the next large chain and you're sitting in front of them. You never thought you would be, but that's why. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You know. and, and you know what? As much as you've got, oh, it's the business. Business is based on relationships. Mm. That's I love that. And that's kind of where I was going, you know. I think if you look, the lessons that you, you've learned really come back to that, don't they? That the relationships are so vital. Mm. And I, I, unfortunately, I haven't properly prepared for our talk because otherwise I would have written these down in my order of like, is the mm. most important. And I probably think, yeah, relationship building. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, I'm a big believer in that as well. The more, you know, the relationships are so important. And it makes business so much easier, doesn't it, when you've got good relationships with people. Yeah, and, you know, we well. often need help. And I think asking for help is, is a huge thing that perhaps men find it more difficult than women culturally. But I think that is beginning to change. But I think it's really important when somebody has a skill set that you don't have, to say, oh, you know such and such a person or you know how to do this. Can you help me? Can you introduce me? Can you do this for me? And, you know, we have far bigger networking opportunities today. And I think as human beings, we like to help. We like to feel useful. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And again, I think it's very reciprocal. You remember who helped you or who gave you some useful information or put something your way. Absolutely. And I, I, I'm a great believer in paying it back. Making sure that you, you know, you look after those people that look after you, which is what it's all about. Not always, yeah. It doesn't always work that way. Sometimes the people you look after are not the ones that look after you, but there are other people that look after you. So where it comes from, I think, is slightly irrelevant. But if yeah. someone helps you, you help someone too. Because... I know it sounds a bit kind of, you know, spiritual and airy-fairy, but it does work that way. If you look after people, people look after you. If you're, if And actually, there's too many people looking the other way. They only want to help the people that, that sort of help them. But if you actually just go out and help without expecting anything back, you get more back, right? You know, it comes... I, think, so. I think it does work that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, look, you know, some amazing snippets of uh, um, advice there and bits that can really help people. You know, and this podcast is listened to by business owners at all different stages. And a lot of them at the beginning of the journey, I think you're talking about the discipline, the relationships, adds a lot of value. So thank you for hey, that. Bill, um, that's, it's, it's such an important thing. If you can pay bills on time, I also think it gives you a bit of credit for when you can't. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so that's a this do goes through ups and downs. You know, there there are no ups without downs. There's no business that hasn't had its ups and downs, particularly in the last two years. Yeah, 
Oh, certainly. And and you've got some really cool stuff happening now within your business, haven't you, which you mentioned to me before we come on. Do you want to mention a bit about that? So you've got... Well, it's exciting times because, again, you know, we've had a, a, a tough few years, but sort of in that two years, in that lockdown time, it was, we were working, I was baking and working and working and baking and very much putting together these new lingerie collections with our partners, Hotplan in Hong Kong. So there's a fantastic new collection. It's a completely new concept for us, which is incredibly exciting. Lots of new business distribution channels. Again, we will be working with Next and, and a lot of the British High Street. Um, I hope we can rekindle our relationship with Debenhams. That would be great. So that's very much in the view. Then we have a home fragrance collection, which is just in its final stages. And we are will be launching some of it at London Fashion Week in a few weeks' time. So that's extremely exciting. And a home a bed linen collection, which is already on sale at Next. Nice. What are they like, the bed linen? They're just so pretty. It's all about pretty bedrooms. <laughs> Would I like it? Pretty sleeping. <laughs> yeah, they're a sure you'd like. Yeah. A female demographic, male demographic, or both, you know? I do not. I think today it has become very blurred. The lines are blurred, let's face it. Mm. We're all a bit metro. Girls are becoming more masculine. <laughs> boys are becoming more feminine. Girls know how to change a tire. Boys wear face cream. It's all good. <laughs> they do, don't they? Right. What's the product that you'd say you're most proud of most recently that you've been behind or the thing that you, you since you've been in charge of the business, what would you say has been one of the but proudest things? I, you've I done? think you're asking me to choose a favorite child. <laughs> um, in terms of volume and in terms of potential, um, I'm very proud and, and very grateful for the opportunity and the partnership that we have formed with Hopland because they are the world's biggest lingerie manufacturer. So that is that's just a huge achievement for us and, and, and a huge moment of recognition that he wants to work with me and I want to work with him. And, you know, he loves my brand and I love his manufacturing capabilities. So it's a sort of a marriage made in heaven. But at the same time, you know, I'm also working with this amazing factory in Turkey on our bed linen collection. So you, you're kind of asking me to choose a favourite child. Well, and lots going on and lots and, and lots of good stuff. Home fragrance, the home fragrance is new and I'm just in awe of them. They are a fantastic company based in Essex. And they are just so, yeah, they're in South End, real estate. They're so entrepreneurial. They're so successful and so energetic. And I think, again, going back to your lessons, I think energy. Energy is something that's really important in business. Brilliant stuff. You have passion, energy. Well, I think you've given some amazing lessons there. So thank you for coming on. You've got the most beautiful background. Listen Thank to the podcast, you. you can't see that. But um, I've got a mountain in front of me, making me very jealous. You're in Austria, I believe. It looks amazing, doesn't it? So, you know, well done you. It seems like you've uh, really took those lessons on, you know, and created something that your family could be very proud of and took that forward. Thank you. You know, my big congrats to you. And Thank uh, you. Thank you for coming on. I think you've dropped some great wisdom there that a lot of the people that can listen to um, are going to get some massive value from. So thank you again for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. 
Hey everybody, Adam here, and I hope you loved today's episode. Hope you thought it was fabulous. And if you did, I'd like to ask you a small favor. Could you jump over and go and give the podcast a review? Of course, I'll be super grateful if that is a five-star review. We're putting our all into this podcast for you, delivering you the content, giving you the secrets. And if you've enjoyed it, please go and give us a review and talk about what your favorite episode is, perhaps. Every single month, I select someone from that review list to come to one of my exclusive academy days and have lunch with me on the day, meeting hundreds of my clients. So if you want that to be you, then you're going to be in with a shout if you go and give us a review on iTunes. Please, of course, do remember to subscribe so you can get all the up-to-date episodes. Peace and love, and I'll see you very, very soon. Thank you.